Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. Episode 22 today of Live Mike. You hear in that newscast there's a school shut down uh, due to a water main break. I, it got me thinking. I remember when I was growing up, uh, occasionally our school would shut down due to a water main break. And I know that uh, when a water main breaks, that's a terribly uh, inconvenient to, to many folks. I was always grateful to get the day off school. Uh, but what I just now hearing that uh, it made me think of, I have no idea what a water main is. I, I know that's silly. I'm not sure how I've lived so much life without ever learning what a water main is. But uh, anyway, that's just the, one of the little side thoughts that take place in my head. I'll Google it later. Uh, right now, uh, we're going to continue focusing on the important news at hand, which includes today some comments from Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. Oh, be- I'm so sorry. Before we get to that, can I make an invitation? Uh, first off, if you know what a water main is, 57500, that's the Utah Community Credit Union text line. We, in the last segment, talked about the Speaker's uh, announcement of the impeachment managers, those who will move over to the Senate side of Congress and, and try the case against the President. Well, uh, I have made that list available, along with those uh, biographies uh, as shared by the Speaker. And I did so on a new way I've got to, to, to chat with you and communicate with you, and it's uh, on a little Facebook page. Uh, they made me one here at KSL, and so it's about just my name, Lee Lonsberry, and it's one of the pages. You know how the di- you know the difference. I have a personal one. That's where I you know put pictures of my uh, baby and my cat, and uh, some running pictures. And anyway, uh, the one I, I, I want you to check out uh, this morning is the KSL page. It's uh, Lee Lonsberry on Facebook. It's a page you'll recognize it. Uh, they made me a little logo for the program here live, Mike. So you'll see uh, my. Uh, Silly little smiling face uh, alongside a KSL live mic uh, logo. I'd be grateful and, and, and flattered if you would go over there. I've been posting some information on some of the things we're going to talk about today, including that license plate story. Uh, and I've been speaking to some of the folks up there on Capitol Hill today about that. And it turns out uh, that there's much more uh, to this than, than we would have thought earlier. We know that uh, there have been these claims of a of a car driving around town, this Honda with a deportum on the printed into the license plate. Well, there are some questions about what else could be printed on license plates, and so we're going to cover that later on in the program. So anyway, thank you for that. Thank you for enduring that tangent. Let me get back to the matters at hand, and that is uh, some comments made by the Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. He is blaming. Now, this is we're talking about what happened. Uh, in Iran, the terrible tragedy uh, where 176 people lost their lives as they flew aboard a Ukraine.
Bahrain International Airlines flight. Uh, it, it was terrible. The Iranian Revolutionary Guard, uh, according to them, mistakenly fired a missile at that uh, 737 just after uh, its takeoff from Tehran. Now, they say mistakenly, uh, whatever. What they do admit is that it was them. They took responsibility. Justin Trudeau disagrees. Here's some comments he had to say about our president. I think if there were no uh, tensions, if there was no uh, escalation recently in the region, uh, those uh, Canadians would be right now home with their families. Uh, This is something that happens when you have conflict and war. Innocents bear the brunt of it. My heart absolutely breaks for those folks uh, aboard this flight uh, that lost their lives, all 176 of them. And those responsible must be identified, and we must never forget who it was that fired those missiles. And it was the Iranian Revolutionary Guard. That's what the evidence indicates, and that's what they have admitted. I told a story a few weeks ago about uh, kind of the nature between the nature uh, between uh, like victims and criminals, and how it sometimes is the tendency of uh, the victims to. Uh, to blame themselves, uh, and and while that doesn't relate to this issue, what does relate is the the story uh, that if you are a perpetrator of a crime, you bear all the responsibility, one hundred percent of the responsibility. The story it was a personal one. Uh, I had uh, some stuff that was stolen from a car of mine while I was staying in a hotel. I got a knock on the door in the middle of the night by a police officer, and I said, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. If I hadn't left that uh, stuff in the car, I wouldn't have lost it." And he says, "Stop, son. Listen, you need to understand that." It is the perpetrator of a crime that is responsible for that crime. End of end of story. It is the Iranian Revolutionary Guard who fired the missile that downed that aircraft that took the lives of 176 people, including 57 Canadians. I know that the prime minister's heart is broken, and I know that he wants to make his views known, uh, but I'd invite him. And I'm sure he's listening to this program. I'd invite him uh, to to please, please uh, point the finger of blame uh, where it ought to be pointed, and that is the cowards who fired the missile. That's it. Uh, on this same topic of Iran, we're going to change gears a little bit. We last week spoke to Senator Mike Lee. He had published an op-ed in the uh, with uh, Fox News. He wrote it, uh, and it's apropos for today. The, the The topic of that op-ed was that it is inappropriate to refer to uh, the members of the Senate as jurors as we step into uh, the this phase of the impeachment proceedings. Uh, so that was one op-ed. Uh, he has now today, alongside Tim Kaine, remember Tim Kaine, he's a, he's a Democrat senator from Virginia, ran alongside Hillary Clinton. They tried to uh, become president and vice president together. Well, uh, unlikely allies here, Mike Lee and Tim Tim Kaine have published an op-ed together in the Washington Post. The headline reads, Why We're Introducing a Resolution on War with Iran. Reference being, or the the motivating circumstances that have led them to publish this are, of course, the uh, actions by the president. Uh, when he ordered the strike which killed uh, Qasem Soleimani as he was departing uh, the airport. Uh, Senator Lee has uh, had a very, very strong view of uh, both that incident, uh, the authority uh, which was used to execute that authority or that uh, mission, and most specifically, and where Senator Lee has gotten the most headlines recently, is as he was exiting... A classified briefing organized and orchestrated for uh, the senators, 
they where they were to learn the United States' justification for this strike. Uh, he came away from that uh, uh, unsatisfied. He walked out. He went down the stairs to board the, the train there that connects the Senate office buildings with the Capitol building. And he, in front of reporters, uh, alongside Rand Paul, made it known that he was dissatisfied with the explanation given. He uh, ha- had strong words, uh, said it was the worst briefing that he attended in his uh, time as a senator in the United States. And uh, now what I have in my hands uh, is an op-ed that he has published in the Washington Post. I want to walk through uh, in these last few minutes of the segment some of the points that he makes. Uh, he says, along with Tim Kaine, the legality of many of these actions has been murky at best. And the actions to which he's referring or to which they are referring uh, is the, the strike which killed Kassam Soleimani. And this has not always been the fault of just the executive branch. Far too often, Congress has been the one to shirk its responsibility to debate the proper use of force to meet global threats. That That is a very kind way of saying that it has oftentimes been the case that members of Congress are too afraid to take on a tough issue. They are too afraid sometimes, either uh, for fear of political retribution or fallout, to debate war. It's unpopular, uh, but sometimes it is necessary. And in an effort to avoid uh, the lack of popularity associated with such a topic, congressmen uh, and women over the years have relinquished some of their authority uh, to the executive branch. This op-ed uh, authored by Mike Lee and Senator Tim Kaine, uh, I believe, is, uh, is an effort to regain some of that authority. I'll jump down a little bit. Uh, the, the op-ed is done uh, in association with the introduction of a resolution that would prohibit war with Iran without congressional authorization. Uh, They have done that, saying that uh, Congress has shirked its responsibility for too long. That needs to change. That is why they are introducing this resolution. In the op-ed, it states, James Madison, the principal drafter of the Constitution, wrote that the history of mankind showed that the executive branch is most interested in war and most prone to it. It is with that spirit that the authorities were vested in the Congress to be the ones or to be the body, uh, the branch of government responsible for declaring war. And uh, this op-ed, uh, which I've linked on that Facebook page I mentioned a moment ago, Lee Lonsberry on Facebook, uh, aims at informing folks as to why the Congress is the best suited to debate these matters. And when the question of war arises, it ought be the body most closely associated with the people. That debates it and makes decisions uh, simply because the ramifications are so uh, monumental and huge. Uh, anyway, uh, so please check that out. It's at the Lee Lonsberry uh, Facebook page. In the next segment, we're going to be joined by former state Senator Scott Howell. Last night, the Democrats got together, six of them at least, to debate uh, each other and try to make a case for why they each feel they're the strongest and best positioned to be the next president of the United States. Scott Howell in studio next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. And this is KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind 
only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com. Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.